Welcome to this fifth installment of our podcast series with me, your host, Maria Jones. In the past four episodes, you've heard firsthand from a number of change makers, creatives, and designers out there. One thing that designers are often criticized for is their very optimistic nature, and at times they can come across as quite naive. And we cannot afford to be naive. This episode looks at exactly the aspects of change and innovation that we are scared to look at. I call it the if dark you work side of volunteer at a nonprofit, then this episode is for you. Due to the pandemic, many nonprofits are out on the streets with begging bowls. My local newspaper has no less than six adverts from nonprofits desperately pleading for funds not just for their projects, but to keep their doors open for one more month. How do nonprofits reinvent themselves at a time when their ability to host fundraisers and reach beneficiaries is so limited? It's in this situation that many turn to innovation methods to create new services or processes, but change comes at a price. If you've tried to lead change in an organization only to get burned, you know what I'm talking about. I call it the dark side of innovation, the true cost of change. Relationships, reputation, and respect. Each time your organization tries to do something that's different, You put one, two, or all three of these things on the line. Let's unpack each of these. Let's have a look at the first of these. Relationships. Change in any organization is usually championed by a leader. For this reason, I like to say that the unit of change is the leader. And it's the leader's relationships that are at risk when they decide to drive change in an organization. Don't get me wrong, the leader might or might not be someone with a formal title. In any case, it is the person who is most passionate about seeing the change being implemented. The types of relationships that the leader has with others in the organization fall into one of four categories. There's the supporters, the followers, the skeptics, and the opposers. All four of these relationships may be strained when the leader tries to implement new things. Like-minded allies who initially supported them may grow disillusioned and desert them, saying things like, I stuck out my neck for you and you didn't come through. Or, Hey, I invested in your idea and now I have nothing to show for it. It's heartbreaking for the leader to see that relationships which took years to build might be extinguished in the heated sprint. The second cost of innovation is reputation. Design thinking tells us to fail fast, fail forward, that we should all cultivate a healthy relationship with failure. See it as an experimental learning opportunity. However, the rest of the world does not see it that way. 
To them, the F word, failure, is what they judge you on. All you have is your reputation. And that is why we all fill our CV with a long list of achievements, a portfolio of successful past projects, all in an attempt to prove our potential, to beef up our reputation. And when you try something new, you risk your reputation. In many nonprofits, the memory of a previous failed idea continues to haunt leaders and their teams for many years after the fact. This then becomes a cautionary tale. Hey Susan, remember what happened last time we tried a new software? It was a complete disaster. That instantly shuts down any hints. The third and final cost of innovation is respect. This relates to acknowledgement of the unique power dynamics inherent in nonprofit management. Consider the nonprofit as being completely reliant on funders in order to support their work with beneficiaries. In such an arrangement, funders have a lot of power in determining the direction that the nonprofit takes the types of beneficiaries that they will prioritize and the kinds of programs that they are funded for. This delicate power balance relies on respect, which itself can be threatened when innovation comes knocking. Consider the ambitious nonprofit leader who may run ahead making changes to existing programs or coming up with completely new ones, only to be reined in by disgruntled funders when all these changes begin challenging the existing hierarchy and the assumptions upon which the organization was created. This produces a sense of disillusionment among many nonprofit leaders as they can see their mission being compromised. So you may ask yourself, if change is so expensive, and it costs you your relationships, your reputation, and respect. Is it even the worthwhile? Good news is that you can mitigate these risks by investing. Invest in your relationships. Invest in your reputation. Invest in respecting power. What do I mean by investing in relationships? A leader must invest in creating trust in all their relationships especially if you're leading your team down uncertain territory. It is your responsibility to prepare them for that uncertainty, and that requires brave conversations. The bravest conversation you could have right now, if your nonprofit is already on the ropes, is how do you want your last weeks or months to be? Spend time collecting memories from your staff and volunteers, testimonials from your beneficiaries. Provide reference letters for staff to move on to other jobs. Consolidate any debt that your organization might have. Train up your staff for alternative roles. Your team needs to feel that you are their leader and that you prioritize them over the outcome of whatever change it is that you are implementing. Remember, it's people 
over pros. Invest in your reputation. Leaders invest time and effort in making sense of failure publicly. If your nonprofit is in a dire situation under current conditions, no doubt this has affected your impact. And as your goalposts change, how will you and your team redefine success and failure? That requires regular reflective practice, building into the organization a culture of accountability. Be upfront about your shortcomings. Give Well, an organization which I support, regularly documents on their website for all to see their mistakes, ways in which they haven't lived up to their own expectations and what they've learned from. Finally, invest in respecting power hierarchies. In my experience, applying human-centered design to nonprofits does not always mean focusing only on the beneficiary or the end user of a service. It could mean creating programs that honor the funder's priorities by empathizing with their need to both quantify and amplify impact. This brings us to the end of this podcast episode. I hope it's been enlightening. And remember, when in doubt, it's people over process every time.